This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 14th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The No Child Left Behind Act is due for reauthorization, but in the years since it passed in 2001, it's been revealed as an utter failure. Neil McCluskey, director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom, says the simple solution is to get the feds out of the classroom. Seven years ago, the No Child Left Behind Act was due to be reauthorized. Now, the No Child Left Behind Act, you first have to understand, is really the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965. In any event, it was due to be reauthorized seven years ago because everybody more or less decided it was a failure. So remember what that did was the federal government said to states, if you want federal education money, you have to have statewide standards, statewide tests. You have to have adequate yearly progress for all students, various subsets of students, toward full proficiency in math and reading by 2014. Nobody was going to hit that deadline. Most states weren't getting, making any sort of meaningful progress. And so people said, we need to get away from this really prescriptive law that's not working. But nobody could agree on what to do. So then you have Race to the Top 2009, where essentially the uh, Obama administration said, we have this pot of money that came through the stimulus. We'll tell you what to do. You've got to have national standards. You have to have uh, teacher evaluations uh, that can be connected to student test scores and things like that. Then a couple years later, you have the administration issue waivers out of No Child Left Behind so that you didn't have to hit the 2014 full proficiency deadline, but you still had to follow a lot of these rules. And so finally, seven years after No Child Left Behind was supposed to be reauthorized, people are really angry. They're mad about the common core that came with Race to the Top and waivers. They're mad about all the testing. Teachers are angry about having their evaluations connected to student test scores. And there's some sort of bipartisan agreement that this law, No Child Left Behind, needs to be changed and then reauthorized. And so that's where we are today. You've got a Senate version and a House version. And both of them are trying very hard to get rid of things like the adequate yearly progress requirements to say specifically you cannot require a state to use Common Core or specific standards and tests because there's agreement, you know, it's kind of bipartisan, that that sort of heavy federal prescriptiveness doesn't work. A central problem is that both laws or both uh, um, bills, both the House and the Senate, have wording that says the Secretary of Education cannot deny your applications of state for money based on your testing and standard accountability plans by saying you have to have specific things in there. So no more saying you have to have Common Core. But he can say, I don't think your plan will improve academic achievement. And so he could keep sending it back to states. And, and let's be honest, what we've learned over the last several years, especially with waivers, is An administration can very easily send signals of what it wants without saying specifically, this is what I want. In fact, that's how we got Common Core. Nowhere does any rule or regulation say specifically Common Core. It says, but it has to be something that has a consortium or it's been made by a consortium majority of states. And the only thing that meant that was Common Core. So all this effort and anger about federal micromanagement and the effort to try and undo it in this legislation, both House and Senate, could ultimately just fall apart because it contains these provisions that say the secretary can keep vetoing your plan as a state. That just means we're 
back to having rule, not just from the federal government, but specifically by the Secretary of Education. Going back to these waivers, there was no specific authority for those to be offered at all. No. So race to the top, at least you could say, look, this was part of the stimulus. Congress did give them this $4.35 billion to kind of do what they wanted. The waivers, no child left behind said, yes, the Secretary of Education can issue waivers out of provisions of no child left behind. But it didn't say it could that the secretary could issue waivers that had conditions attached to them. So it didn't say the secretary could say, well, you can only get this waiver if you implement college and career-ready standards that are either you know, blessed by a public uh, college system or are the common core. The, the administration just did that unilaterally, and, and Republicans and many others have complained and said, well, this is unconstitutional. It's certainly nowhere in the law, but nobody's been willing to stop it. That's exactly the sort of thing that's likely to happen if you pass legislation that says, well, the secretary can veto any plan just as long as he says this is not going to improve achievement. That's almost certainly what's going to happen. We should have learned from that. And, and it may be that, that people think, well, as long as we say you can't specify what has to go in there, then the secretary is powerless. But reality is very different from just assuming he's just going to say, well, OK, if you think it'll work states, go ahead and do what you want. That's just not what we see. If, if you have the power to reject something, you have the power to indicate conditions under which it might be accepted. Exactly. And it's not like the Secretary of Education, the Department of Education, they don't talk to people at states. Of course they do. And so it's easy to say, well, you know what might work to improve achievement is to use national standards or uh, to say teachers have to have uh, every year, 10% more students get proficiency on a particular exam. So it's, it's highly unrealistic to just think that if we say, you know, you should really approve these things unless you have good reason to think that they won't work, that they're going to be very liberal about approving states' plans, trusting that the states know what they're doing. What should the federal government do? The desire to move away from what the federal government has been doing in terms of how prescriptive No Child Left Behind is with the adequate yearly progress, full proficiency requirements, a cascade of punishments for schools that don't seem to be making enough progress. The desire to move away from that is good. And a lot of people have said, well, let's keep the money going to states, but let's not have any requirements. And it would certainly be better if states and local districts had freedom to try all sorts of different things to compete with each other. But the reality is, as long as that money is coming, the federal government is going to have a very strong incentive to say, we need to attach rules and regulations to this. And the reality is, for the past you know, 40 to 50 years, that's how long the federal government's been involved, we've actually tried both. For 25 years or so, the federal government mainly just sent money. For the subsequent 20 to 25 years, it said, OK, we're going to send money and rules. And what we've seen throughout that period is essentially stagnation, regardless. If you look at the National Assessment of Educational Progress scores for 17-year-olds, those sort of our school's final products, absolutely flat throughout almost the entire period the federal government's been involved. So federal government started in the mid-60s. These tests start in the early 70s, which means neither of these things are working. And of course they aren't going to work because the federal government is too far distant from the schools, too far distant from the people, don't know the specific problems of thousands of communities across the country, 
And whatever they do is going to be extremely blunt. And the fact of the matter is, if you have bad school districts or states that don't like what the federal government's trying to make them do, they're going to find ways out of it, but to still collect the money. So what we should do is follow what the Constitution says. The federal government should get out of education other than enforcing equal justice under law, so civil rights enforcement. And the federal government certainly has authority to be involved in schools in Washington, D.C. and on military uh, uh, posts. But otherwise, it needs to get out because there is no authority for it to govern education. And there's a reason it was given no authority because the founders knew that a national government could not in any reasonably way govern something as really personal as education. It seems like the history of education reform at the federal level since at least 2001 has been uh, one of Congress trying to signal strength and power and robust sets of requirements for, for states, uh, yet still allowing states to eventually collect the money and for states and individual school districts to avoid whatever accountability has been uh, foisted upon them by the federal government, and all of them sort of seeming to agree, yeah, we failed, but nobody's watching right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a real sort of tough guy bravado that went with no child left behind. Lots of people in every party saying, or, or both major parties saying, we're not going to let any, of course, child be left behind. That's why they came up with the name. There's no, you know, no excuses was for a very long time what everybody said. There's no excuses for children not being fully proficient. But the law was built, though, so that the states would say they're getting kids to proficiency and really weren't. Defin now, defining their own proficiency. That's right. The, their own standards, their own tests, setting their own cut scores. And what's easier, to push kids over a high bar or to set a really low bar, call it proficiency, and then kids kind of trip over it? Common Core was, is sort of an effort to try and fix this. But the reality is, sure, states set low bars to get kids over them. But we also have to understand all kids are different. All people have different desires of what they want to get out of school, and we don't agree. We don't know what's the ideal standard for everyone. There may not even be one. And so they're trying to, to fix a problem that was from a very blunt, poorly thought through law with something else blunt and poorly thought through. Now, there is an effort to make federal funding portable, where it would be attached to a child and they could take it to any school they wanted, including a private school. And that's good in that it recognizes all kids are different. They need different things. They learn at different rates. They have different desires. But it's also extremely dangerous. Once you have money from the federal government going to private schools, right behind it will be rules and regulations that uh, attach themselves to those schools, make the choice far less meaningless. Suddenly you'd have every private school having to teach Common Core instead of having all sorts of different uh, curricula that they teach and different focuses. You'd have homogeneity among all of these private schools. And so as appealing as the idea of school choices at the federal level, it needs to be resisted because you would essentially create a Trojan horse to federalize the private schools that are now you know, they are the ones that are providing real options if you want something other than state standard, state tests, or, you know, in many cases, Common Core and Common Core aligned tests. So 
attaching money to kids is the way to go, but not from the federal government. The federal government needs to get out, leave it up to states, and then certainly, you know, if a senator wants to go back to his district and say, at the state, I think it would be really great if we had school choice, vouchers, tax credits, educational savings account, that would be terrific. But this is not something the federal government should do. It's really remarkable with specific respect to Common Core how there appears to be this desire to get it adopted and yet a a very strong desire not to be pegged with having voted for something that will compel states somehow to adopt it. Yeah, there are a whole lot of people running in all sorts of different directions on, uh, on, on Common Core. There are a lot of people who were, you know, including governors who said, oh, we're for Common Core because we think these are higher standards. Reality is they were often adopting Common Core to get rates in the top money. But you don't just say, well, I'm only doing this to our state because I want federal money. You say, I think these are high standards and these are great. A lot of people didn't know about this because Race to the Top was 2009. Everybody was talking about the Great Recession. Everybody wanted the money. And $4.35 billion is a lot of money, but it's small compared to $800-some billion, which is what the stimulus was. And so all this was sort of snuck into schools. And then it was only two or three years ago that people started to know about it because it just then hit districts. And average people suddenly said, what? What's going on with our schools? Where'd this common core come from? Who decided on this? Then you had this huge political backlash, which is still ongoing. That was then coupled with a backlash against over-testing. A lot of people, regardless of what the standards are, think kids are tested too much. And that's what's put us in the situation we are now with this reauthorization, where you have people on the left and the right who are just angry about the federal government's involvement, whether it's because they're pushing standards they don't like or because they're requiring that teachers be evaluated in part on student standardized test scores. Whatever it is, the, the agreement is the federal government has gone too far. Neil McCluskey is the author of Feds in the Classroom. He's director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. Read more at cato.org.